My name is A.B. Ridgeway. I'm the host of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things in My Mom's Favorite Christian Financial Advisor. And today, brothers and sisters, we're going to talk about a pastor who was accused of stealing $3 million from his congregation in a cryptocurrency scheme and says he got the help from the Lord. This news is coming from the Associated Press as it's being reported that Colorado Security Commissioner filed civil fraud charges against Eli Regalado and his wife, Caitlin Regalado, saying the Denver couple targeted the Christian community and told followers that God would make them rich if they invested in a cryptocurrency he created called INDX coin from 300 of his members. Allegedly, the assets were illiquid, meaning not easy for you to get your money back and quote unquote, essentially worthless. In this scheme, they allegedly took $1.3 million of those assets to furnish their lavish lifestyle. Eli said that God came to him in a dream and told him to run the exchange. He's being quoted as saying, what we're paying for and what we're believing for still is that God is going to do a miracle. And he added, God is going to work a miracle in the financial sector. He's going to bring a miracle into INDX coin. Everyone that has come in for money is going to be able to receive money back. Those who were involved claimed that Eli used biblical scriptures that they would receive abundance and blessing. He goes on to say, the Lord brought this cryptocurrency to me. He said, take this to my people for a wealth transfer. It has been confirmed a hundred times since. And here's the kicker. The couple had no, and I repeat, no prior experience selling cryptocurrency. This is definitely, definitely a sad day in Christian finance. And I felt it was very important to speak about this article because on this podcast, we are about full transparency. We are about calling out those who go against the biblical principles. It says in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22, without counsel, purposes are disappointed, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. So what we're finding here is a blind faith in a man who has no credentials, has no prior experience selling cryptocurrency, and he's not associated with the financial industry at all. And he's abusing his position of power. And he does this for what? To convince over 300 of his congregation to invest in hopes of attaining prosperity and abundance for himself. Now, there are three things that I want to address in this podcast and I want you to take away from. One, the promise of godly blessings and earthly goods in exchange for your money is not right. Two, blind faith. And three, critical thinking skills. So let's begin with this godly blessings for exchange of money. I've never understood really the concept of giving your dollars and your cents to an institution or to an individual in hopes that they're going to do the right thing. And because of this contribution of this money, that God is going to truly bless you. The main thing is that God blesses who he wishes and he punishes who he wishes. This is at the core of biblical principles. No one tells God what to do. No one knows what God wants to do. And it is only through his understanding of this world that we are blessed. The idea of given to a charity or given to the less fortunate, given to the orphans, these are biblical principles. This is something that we should be doing. But to relinquish the responsibility of giving to the less fortunate without due diligence is not a biblical principle. 
It says in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4, lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands brings wealth. Here, there is no work involved with just writing a check and hoping that God is going to bless you with wealth and abundance. Because the confusing thing for me as Christians is that at its core, the idea is I have $100, I will give this $100 to the church, and God is going to give me multiples of this $100, tenfold, twentyfold. But it says in Luke chapter 6, verse 38, give and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Many churches use this for tithing, but this is not what this means. Nowhere in the scripture does it speak about money. These are God's blessings. So when you are blessing to other people, God would bless you, but not necessarily monetarily. It could be with love. It could be with compassion. It could be with mercy. It could be with honesty. It could be with integrity. It could be with status. It could be with purpose. It could be with peace and it could be with happiness. God is saying here that if you're stingy with your love, if you're stingy with your mercy, if you're stingy with your honesty, if you're stingy with your integrity, that is the measure by which God is going to measure back to you and what the world will use to measure back to you as well. But when you are giving, when you are loving, when you have integrity, he will press it down and it will runneth over. So brothers and sisters, as I speak to you today as a certified private wealth advisor who deals with money on a day-to-day -day basis, eight to 10 hours a day, six days a week, I'm here to tell you that no amount of money that you invest, no amount of money that you give to other people will control God's hand and will control his blessings over your life. And this leads me into the second point of blind faith. See, as Christians, we are not called to be blind followers of man. Our faith is in God and God alone. Too many times, Christians trust the fact that a man claims to be spoken to by the Lord. Many times we trust those that we see very often. We trust those that we are familiar with. We trust those who have proven in the past, maybe, just maybe, they've worked some form of righteousness. And we forget the fact that as Christians, we are stewards of God's wealth. I say this over and over again. This is the basis of our podcast to let you know that you are in control of God's wealth. You are the steward of God's wealth. You are the one that will be held accountable on the day of judgment for what you have put forth and what you have given in the name of God, not what someone has called you to do for their own selfish reasons. Now, this will be a different conversation if your purpose aligns with the church, if your purpose aligns with the charity, if they're saying, hey, we're going to give these orphans some money. This is the organization. Perfect. Let's follow the money. Let's make sure it gets done. Let's go volunteer. Let's do some research. Let's ask for documentation. All of this is part of your due diligence. Blind faith is very dangerous, brothers and sisters, because if I do the math correctly, $3 million divided by 300 congregation members, that means he's taking about $10,000 per member on average. That's a lot of money and that's a lot of income that is taken from the kingdom of God and used for their own lavish lifestyles. What really hurts is that these people thought they were doing the right thing. And this leads me to an idea that I was taught a long time ago is that on the day of judgment, God is going to call forth the leaders of man who proclaimed in his name 
and called people to his throne. People who baptized in his name, who cast out demons. And do you know who's going to be the first person that's going to be held accountable? Jesus. Jesus is going to be the first person to be held accountable for what he taught men about the revelations of God. And luckily, we've already have what he is going to say on that day for people like this pastor in Denver and to the other false prophets who walk around and say they're acting according to God's will. It says in Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 through 23, when speaking of true and false prophets and disciples, this is Jesus speaking. He says, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruits, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. For every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit will you recognize them. And not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesize in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. And you know who's going to be the next people? People like me and you. For the things that we produce, the things that we say, even on this podcast, I talk a lot about God, about scripture, about investing, and I will be held accountable for every word, every letter that is spoken and heard and those who act upon it. And those sins will be on my soul, but also those blessings will be as well. So that's why it's very important about who we associate with. You know, our friends will either help us get into paradise or they'll drag us deep into the pits of hell. That's why, brothers and sisters, when you're listening to this podcast, at no point do I tell you what to think. This podcast is intended to teach you how to think. We never want to take away your critical thinking skills. What we want to do is provide you with critical thinking skills, because what we think is common sense is far from it. The things we hear on TV, the things we read in articles, sometimes they are not the full truth. Sometimes they are only an attempt for other imposters and false prophets to preach on a platform. They use it to manipulate people who are hungry for knowledge and hungry for understanding. That is why many times you hear me say, go look this up or go here or watch this or read this because I want you to have a full understanding before coming to do business with anyone, even my investment firm. See, I tell my clients all the time, at no point is this my money. This is your money. I am here merely as a counsel. I am here to help you make the right decisions for you and your family. The ultimate decision is yours. So never relinquish that responsibility to anybody. Just because I manage the IRA, that is not my IRA money. Just because I manage your 401k, that's not my 401k money. Just because I open a brokerage account, that does not mean that's my brokerage account money. Now, the question you may be asking, well, who do I trust? I'm going to tell you here right now, you trust in the Lord and you trust in God's guidance. There are no secrets to wealth in the Bible because all those secrets are open to you. 
they are in plain sight. All you have to do is open it, read it, internalize it, and apply it. God has already given this revelation to you, but it's on you to use it. It's almost like the old saying, if you get knowledge but don't use it, it's like a donkey with a pile of books on his back. You can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you are unable to comprehend it or use it or apply it, it's worthless. Now, my heart definitely goes out to the congregation, those who are unable to get their money out at this time because they put their faith in a man that they trusted. My prayer today, brothers and sisters, is that you take heed and take situations like this and really reevaluate what you're doing and why you're doing it. Because the intentions was to multiply their wealth. Their intentions were not to do God's work. So this is what I want you to take away from today. One is that the promises of godly blessings do not always come in the form of money. Our intentions shouldn't be to receive the most wealth in this world. You know the scripture. What is a profit of man to gain the whole world and to lose his soul? We should not rely on blind faith. We should do our due diligence. We should do our research. We should check for our counsel. We should check with mentors, family, friends, those who have different insights on what should be happening. And definitely somebody who's qualified to make those recommendations as well. And finally, we can't relinquish God's given blessings of free will and critical thinking. Just the idea that he has no prior experience in finances should have been a red flag for many people. And people ask me all the time, I listen to your podcast, it's really great, and you're always talking about how you're a certified private wealth advisor professional, things of that nature. Well, the reason I say those things is to let you know that I have formal education and over a decade working with hundreds of Christian clients and on these same situations, never have I promised prosperity. Never have I used a promise of wealth and being the richest man in the world. The wealth that I talk about all the time is happiness, is comfort, is peace, is the ability to live the life that you want to comfortably and not run out of money by using the tools God has provided here on earth. And we do this so you don't become one of the less fortunate. It says in the Bible, it's better to give than it is to receive. But we can only be a giver if our food, our water, and our shelter is taken care of. But if we're constantly spending, if we're constantly going into debt, if we're using our credit cards, if we're constantly a slave to the lender, then we can never be the giver. And once again, the giver doesn't necessarily have to be money. It could be time. It could be resources. It could be knowledge. But if you are busy trying to work to pay off your debts, when will you have time to give your time? When will you have time to give your resources? When will you have time to give your knowledge? Because you're so busy trying to pay back the debt you owe. As you go about your day, this is not to scare you and make you fearful about trusting people. That's not what this podcast episode is about. What this podcast episode is about today is about bringing awareness to false prophets and false disciples. And just know that on the day of judgment, you will be called forth to justify what is going on. And this preacher, in his attempt to defend himself, can you believe this? He had the nerve, the nerve, ladies and gentlemen, to say that maybe he misheard God. So not only did he use the name of God in order to manipulate those who had faith, 
we call God a liar. This is a sad, sad day, as I said before in Christian finance. I just hope you find in your heart to take this episode to share it with your friends, share it with your family, and let them know if you are ever designed to work with someone, to partner with them in order to grow your wealth and to make sure that you are good stewards of God's wealth, to beware. Well, that is it for me. Once again, I'm a certified private wealth advisor professional, and I've helped hundreds of Christians come to better understandings of these biblical principles as it relates to faith and as it relates to finances. If you need some help, or maybe you just need another counsel, maybe you just need somebody to review what you're doing. Maybe you just need someone to say, you know what? I have this contract or I have this account. I just need someone to look at it so I can make a better decision. Should I stay here or maybe I should move my money somewhere else? I can do that for you. All you need to do is go to www.abrwealthmanagement.com. You can schedule a consultation and as a free resource, you can actually download our free ebook, Four Pillars to Christian Investing. It's a 19 page beginner's guide that goes over debt management, savings, investing, wealth transfer. This way you can have a working knowledge coming into the meeting so you don't have to practice blind faith. I know the question. I don't know anything about finances. What should I look for? Well, download the ebook. It will give you everything that you need. And also check out other episodes as we talk about the spirit in which you should be investing and some red flags that you should see just like in this episode. So with that knowledge, you can have a better understanding of where you are and where you need to be and where God is calling you to go. Well, that is it for me. My name is A.B. Ridgway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgway, owner of A.B. Ridgway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on his website and through other distribution channels. Elijah Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management client pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnest Team podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.